What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but I haven't heard them in six days, and I want to hear them. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon? Four, three, two. That's pretty fast. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Probably won't if we're uh, just hearers and not doers. You want to be a doer. You want to be somebody that gets messages from the Lord, gets insight, gets wisdom. You have a great experience at church. The Lord speaks to you, and now you got to use it. You can't just wear it on the outside. Also, humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Don could not give me that answer today. And Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I say welcome back because I've been gone for six days. Six long so days. Tan. I'm so tan. And I really could have been in here yesterday, but believe it or not, I know you guys are going to go, that didn't happen. It did happen yesterday, uh, not yesterday, Saturday, I got an eye infection. <laughs> So I had to go to my doctor and get uh, uh, steroids and get some antibiotics for my eye. Don't worry about it. It's all fine. All good. All done with COVID, all that stuff. We're back here. The only thing I'm laughing about now is what's forthcoming with the ice. I mean, I'm just laughing because it's like, okay, Lord, what's next? But just keep in mind, as my name is David Spoon, I will be your host for the next 1,800 seconds, and then 1,800 seconds more, and then 1,800 seconds more to make 5,400 seconds. It's one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the reason why. We have no idea what we're going to do. We don't have, we have no idea. We don't even know what we're doing. We're clueless, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, let's say you, I don't know, slip on nine inches of water, hurt your leg, have a surgery, have another surgery two weeks later, then you get through that and you're starting to do better and actually go to the gym, then you get COVID, then you get an eye infection. Just, you know, how do you handle it? What do you do? That's four and a half months worth. You know what you do? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, you might have something going on in your life. might be good, might be bad, might have different things taking place. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Don't let it die of loneliness. Don't do that. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call... 972-445-0770. You will get Cat and Chris. And then you will be... Love it. <laughs> I missed it. Also, uh, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And then you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. There's so much that I want to say. See, six days for me not talking. <sighs> 
see, now you guys know why you have to pray for my wife. I mean, that's right. I mean, come on, right? All right. A couple things I want to go over. We do have our text we're going to get into. It is Matthew. Everybody needs to relax. We will be doing trivia. Uh, I'm going to be talking about COVID at the top of the hour. I have an observation. I got to share it with Don today. I told Don I saw something that I had not seen in the COVID scenario before. I'll share with you at 2 o'clock. I think you guys will find it interesting, uh, if not challenging, when you hear it. That's number one. Number two, uh, when I go away, when I'm not live, the giving goes like this. <laughs> and that's what happens. So I am going to highly encourage everybody, by the way, highly encourage everybody, that if you are somebody that gets benefit from this ministry, and it, it's a blessing to you, we are in the financial tight line, okay? It's like there's a tightrope. We're on it. The Lord's sustaining us. We'll get through no matter what, but maybe you could be a part of that answer if he drops it into your heart. We want you to check out, first of all, praise reports and prayer requests are there, plus also updates and other things, and we're going to be adding a new feature that has to do with people that want to get involved with the ministry, so you really got to be checking out. Go to he must increase.org prayer request he must increase.org praise report he must increase.org looking to give to this ministry he must increase.org confused by what's happening right now he must increase.org he must increase.org there he goes jumping off the bridge ah! okay uh, let's see. So we've got an ambassador program that I'm going to be talking about in the next week or so. You'll have a chance to sign up for that. If you want to get involved, I'll tell you all about it as we move forward. But I thought today would be a good day, good day to just do the show, right? Now, again, we know that there's an ice machine coming. <laughs> the ice machine cometh. Now, unfortunately for you guys, whenever I think of ice machine, I think of, you know, uh, that scene in, uh, in with, with, uh, the, detective the goofy detective austin powers where the guy's coming in the zamboni they're coming in the zamboni and the guy's like 900 feet away and they're like get out of the way get out of the way and he's like ah. okay so anyway that's how i think uh, what's going to happen uh, i have no idea what the end result's going to be if we can get down here on thursday we will if we can't we will do the show by phone no matter what, we're done doing replays for a while. I don't care if I have to call in on my cell phone and dial every 30 seconds. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so we are going to be live so that we can be here for you. And I want to say this one thing. I missed you guys because it's kind of fun for me to kind of engage with you and share with you and talk with you about things that are going on. So I hope that the Lord has been good to you. I hope you, you have grace flowing through your lives. I've been praying for every one of you. had a lot more time to pray. Al wants me to spend the night in the studio. Thanks, Al. <laughs> I'll have to see. I'll have to see how that goes. Uh, let's get into this text. I do want to do this one thing. I don't want you to get all freaked out. Is there anything we got to cover real quickly? We're all right. All right. Remind me when the breaks are. It's been so long I can hardly remember. Uh, I want to talk to you about this portion in the New Testament. It's a very tough portion for many people. I want you to relax. I want you to take a deep breath. You do not have to agree with everything I say. You never have had to agree with every. Uh, approach I take, but you have to listen. So you have to expand and you have to bring it before the Lord. And if it's, it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, okay, got it. Here you go. Here's what Jesus said. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. It is also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. 
But I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in the case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So Jesus, not wanting to let anybody miss this, and for those that do miss this, if you read Galatians chapter 3 and 4 and Romans 8, 9, and 10, you find out that the law's purpose is to help us understand that we cannot be made right with God apart from the redemption that comes from somewhere else outside of ourselves. And so as Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount, he's laying down righteousness. Our righteousness has to exceed that of the, exceed that of the Pharisees. One way we do that is not to be hypocritical. The other way in, in, in our righteous pursuit, the other way to do that is to recognize your righteousness will never be good enough to be right with the level of God, which is why we need righteousness from on high, which is really what the Sermon on the Mount is ultimately about. So Jesus talks about divorce. And in our church today, we talk about divorce, and people talk about divorce, and they talk about it in so many different ways, and everybody has a different system, and everybody has a different theory, and everybody approaches it, and they even use incorrect applications to determine whether a person is qualified for ministry. I mean, it's just the most amazing thing, and obviously this is a significant hot button issue that Jesus wanted to address, and Jesus says this. You know, they used to let you just give a divorce by writing a piece of paper. But I want you to know something, my brothers and sisters. If you give your wife a divorce, if you try to divorce your husband for anything other than sexual unfaithfulness, sexual immorality, you are the problem. (laughs) I want you to know how many people in that society just went, what? (laughs) What? What? So first, let's talk about the most important thing that people seem to miss completely in the framework of Scripture. Remarriage is not a sin. I cannot explain this any clearer except for to tell you to read the laws of Moses, and he gives you laws on how to go about remarriage. So you don't get laws on how to do something if it's a sin. Okay, it's not, there's not genius or nothing like that. The second thing I want to say, and I really want to speak to the audience about this, is in addition, somehow the church is willing to forgive every sin, including murder, except for divorce, which is like, wait, Paul was a murderer, and he was qualified. Did we completely forget forgiveness in regards to divorce situations? It is sad that the church has become like the Pharisees and adding additional rules like the Talmud does. Ooh, that's not good for the church, is it? Nope. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, that truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
to continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan and Jonathan said, I don't. I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people. And David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he, looked at, he looks around at everybody, and then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, what? What? And he goes, you, and you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching. And he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers? You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where David makes a six-day departure, comes back, and teaches on divorce for the first thing. What a guy. Anyway, <laughs> you don't teach about sin. That's, I think that's all we do teach about. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here you go. Here's your first trivia question. Who... According to the Apostle Peter, who on the day of Pentecost, according to Peter, on the day of Pentecost, who will prophesy? When he was quoting the prophet, who did he say will prophesy? So he's quoting a prophet in the Old Testament, and the prophet said a certain group of people would, would, would prophesy. What was that group? Who was that group? Do you get that? Who's the group that prophesied? Okay. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What type of group of people? Al goes, prophets. <laughs> so that's a good answer, but we're looking for something a little more. According to Peter on the day of Pentecost, who, according to Peter on the day of Pentecost, will prophesy? 
okay? If you're not sure, you want to look in Acts chapter 2. That's as much as I can give you because I didn't say I'd start off being a super nice guy on this one. First, uh, let's do our first live DNA in a while. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Did you have you missed that? I mean, you just haven't been able to do it. I just, forgot how to do it. I know. It's so hard. Anyway, here, making it simple. Draw closer to the Lord daily. Every day that ends with why, that's how often you should spend time with God. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say or his words. Even if you're learning about it and growing in it and the world's like, well, what about this and what about this and what about this? It's just the enemy trying to trip you up. That's all it is. You'll learn. You'll know. You'll understand. A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that it goes beyond you and me, and it goes into this realm. We care about how other people are doing. We have a genuine concern for their welfare. Yes, we want to be doing okay. I mean, don't be weird about it. But at the same time, you want to be sensitive to other people and aware of what the Lord might be trying to do and be that vehicle, that vessel of blessing, even if it's in the most simplistic fashion. You just want to be there, be ready, be prepared to be before the Lord. Okay, once again, the question, keeping it easy, who, according to Peter on the day of Pentecost, will prophesy? And if you're not sure, check out Acts chapter 2. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Leave it to me to open up this whole thing with a hard trivia question and a tough subject. Well, didn't you miss it? I hope you did. Here's the bottom line. Let's go back to what Jesus said and cover it and make sure you understand what's going on. There's a lot of people that misunderstand it, and we want to do our best to operate in the fullness of the Scripture. Here's what Jesus said. It is also said, which is funny because he actually didn't say it is written in this portion, but it is also said this. Whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. But I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in the case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So what happens for people in their minds, they think, okay, you can never get a divorce. That's what, that's what Jesus said, okay? That's not what he said. <laughs> this is why I'm trying to tell you this. First of all, if there's sexual unfaithfulness, okay, ding, that's it. If a person breaks the covenant, if two married people are together, it is entitled to the person who has been offended to make that decision to say, I'm done, bye. If there is not marital unfaithfulness, but let's not be foolish about it, if there is abuse, the Bible forbids abuse, physical abuse, to your cattle, let alone to your wife. Nobody has to justify that. It's ridiculous. Let me give you another thing, another statement, so you can understand what's going on there. When it talks about divorce, with the idea behind divorce in and of itself is when two people have come together and they're not able to go forward. Can that be forgiven? Of course it can be forgiven. That's, that's just the silliest question. Can people remarry? Of course. If people got divorced and they've been forgiven, do they not have a newness of life? Of course they do. But well, you had to know that was coming, didn't you? Okay. Marriage after divorce, the divorce can be not a sin, but it can 
also be a sin. It depends on the reason. The text where it says whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery is not void of time. In other words, somebody gets divorced so they can marry somebody else, and that's a sin. You get it? That's it, right? I divorced her so I could marry her. Sin. I divorced, he, he divorced me, uh, or I divorced my husband so that I can marry this other guy. Sin. And this is where it's the sin. The action and the attitude that took place to build up to that is what the definition is. Jesus even made it even more clear when he talks about that it's only because of the hardness of your hearts that the Lord allowed this. But he's not void of time. And what people are missing is that somebody who was married when they were 20, and then they get a divorce when they're 25, and now they're 45, and they get remarried, you cannot sit there and think, well, you know, go back to the 25-year point. It's just like, what is wrong with you? If God did that to you with your sins from 25 years ago, you'd be dead. That doesn't even make sense. So there's a missing element of time. People were divorcing people to marry other people. That was the culture. And Jesus said, that's wrong. You can't do that. You're being unfaithful to your marriage vow. That's what the sin was. And before you get too, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you really won't like what I have to say about 1 Timothy chapter 3. Which for some of you, you go to a church, I go to the same kind of church, so you don't have to say anything to me. I love all these guys. I love these teachers. But they sit there and say, well, a divorced person can't be a pastor. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just so stupid, it just drives me crazy. First Timothy, Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, It behooves, therefore, the overseer above reproach to be of one wife. To be is inei in the Greek, which means current situation. Paul wasn't talking about anybody's past. He was a murderer in the past. He didn't disqualify himself from ministry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you notice I get irritated about this? Because the way the church does it is they say, well, to be a pastor, you got to do the qualifications of 1 Timothy 3, Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Really? That's the worst exegetical move ever. You're taking two completely different situations and combining them and then coming up with a qualification. Paul never did that. Jesus never did that. The Holy Spirit never did that in the Old Testament. But you know the church is a lot more pharisaical than people will admit. And what did the Jewish Pharisees, the Pharisees do? They rewrote the Talmud, which is the law to understand how to keep the law of God. So they made a commentary as important as the word of God. And what do church styles do? They say, these are our church covenant rules, and they're more important than the word of God. Same thing. It's no different. You might be thinking, wow, where you been? <laughs> My point is simply this. If you're a person that has had a divorce and you've moved forward, there is forgiveness. I, I don't know why you would think there's not. There's forgiveness for every sin, except for one, which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which divorce is not, so let's not get weird. But there is also an understanding that if you're thinking about it, you had better be in the biblical right, because otherwise you're creating sin, and God's not going to be happy about that, is he? No, he won't. He doesn't like that. And we need to be aware of what the Word has to say. There's a whole deep, deeper teaching I go into this in Matthew 19. If you think you dislike what I just said, you will hate me then. 
missing those replays, are you? <laughs> I'm only telling you what the Word of God says. Can't get mad at me. When Paul gave the qualifications, it says this is what a person is to be, not what they were. Okay, Otherwise, there wouldn't be anybody because <laughs> we're all sinners. Did you get that? All right. Is that was that was that just brutal or what? Was that I was nice about it though, wasn't I? Coming back with a bang. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I know. I sat at home. Sure, guys. I can't. What am I supposed to do? So, all right. Now, again, I am gonna give you a forewarning. On Thursday or Friday, there is this minor possibility that there'll be this thing called weather. Okay. Now, I have heard from somebody prophetically there will be weather. So if there will actually be weather, I don't know if it'll be icy or not. But if it will be icy, then we need to see and evaluate. And if I need to call in and do it by phone, I will. But we are moving forward. The enemy has tried to stop the show a lot, and I haven't helped. <laughs> well, okay, I haven't stayed coordinated in the process. But we, we just believe the Lord has great things, bigger things, even deeper things for all of us to draw into him. Okay? That's what we're talking about. Okay? Uh, and I will say this, because I just want to make sure everybody knows it. If, uh, if somebody cheats on a spouse, and then the other spouse forgives that spouse, that does not give them the right three years later to come back and say, I'm now calling in my card. Okay, that, that's not, no. No. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. So got to have a little more maturity in some of this stuff. Okay? All right. That's fair enough. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm just telling you from a biblical point of view, an exegetical point of view, it's what it is. Can't just... Okay. Oh, trivia, right? Do we have trivia? We do have trivia. All right. Uh, the question was, I'm sweating because I haven't been doing this for a while. It's really funny. Drips of water everywhere. Uh, I told Chris it's my cardio. Who, according to Peter, on the day of Pentecost will prophesy? If you looked at Acts chapter 2, you see it's your sons and daughters will prophesy. It comes out of the book of Joel, and that's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Again, who's going to be a prophet for God? The kids. Your sons and your daughters and the next generation. Not even you older people, the younger people. Isn't it weird how God uses all these different vessels to do all these different things? And they're never like perfect and holy and flawless? Unless they're made perfect and holy and flawless by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, that's kind of cool, huh? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and we're, it was stop-and-go traffic. There's, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would, would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden— I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's, he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on ah. that it's, uh, it's you know, um God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book, and uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> twenty miles an hour. 
but I, I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, if people have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is, I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's get that squared away. You know. <laughs> yes, and you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now that's exactly right what a blessing that's cool and we do have those bumper stickers so now we only have so many but we were as we get this we're going to do an ambassador program and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to but i really really appreciate you sharing that story and that is a great story and see every time we're in traffic we think something bad's going to happen instead Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. And I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience.